Today's episode of Quality Control is sponsored by Loot Crate. Loot Crate is a nerdy subscription service uh, that will deliver you a monthly box to with six to eight cool items like vinyl figurines, comics, shirts, and more. And each month has a theme. March's Loot Crate is a dynamite jam-packed collection of covert operations. You'll find items that celebrate the very best of spies, undercover agents, operatives, and espionage from some of your favorite spy and thriller franchises. So go to Loot Crate. So go to lootcrate.com slash control and enter code control to save $3 on any new subscription. My guest today is Justin McElroy to discuss his review of Codename Steam for the Nintendo 3DS. I'm Griffin McElroy, and this is Polygon's Quality Control. Hi, Dada. What's going on? Uh, not much. Just chilling. Yeah, podcasting. Oh, shit. That's right. Um, you want to talk about Codename Steam because you just reviewed it, and that's kind of uh, what we get into here. It's kind of the thing. Yeah, it's kind of the whole bit. Kind of the whole thing. Um, a little bit of background. I actually played a lot of this game also because I thought I was reviewing it uh, until I found out that you were reviewing it, and I was very, very happy to hear that because, boy, howdy, Sweet lord, did I not like playing this game? And you based got, on, based you got on your about halfway through, right? As we, uh, uh, yeah, as we could tell, yeah, um, uh, yeah. I, I forget exactly the chapter I got to, but I played it for a while. Um, and uh, based on your review, I'm guessing you also didn't like this game. Um, yeah, not to derail, but my review's already written. So I was, could you tell me like a, sort of what you thought, like where where you were at? Um, I mean, I agreed with basically all of the points that you had uh, in your review. Let's let's. I mean, let's talk about the game first before we start. Uh, sure. Eviscerating it. I guess my first question is: You gave the game a three point five out of ten, um, and I guess my 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 question is: Was it worth it to give that game a low score and sort of jeopardize your ethics just to attract traffic? <laughs> uh, well, Griffin, was uh, it worth it? Do you feel I'm, any guilt about like just going for the clicks with your low low as score? You know, or? I would do anything for clicks. Right. Sure. For sure. For sure, but we don't. Uh, the people who write the reviews don't sign the scores, so oh, that's I can't. right. So you remember you work here. That's right. Um, tell me about Codename Steam and specifically what didn't work. Okay, in so Codename Steam. Codename Steam is sort of a. If you've played like XCOM or Valkyria Chronicles, you'll you'll be sort of familiar. It's a tactical action game, uh, specifically played from a third person perspective in Codename Steam. So you're you're always looking over the shoulder of one of your squad. Uh, I would say strategy. It, fall, it falls way easier into the strategy genre than anything that could be considered action. Yeah, I mean, yeah, much more tactics than than action based. But uh, it has some in. There's some injections of action elements that don't work so well. But anyway, um, I'll get to that in a second. Um, the the setup is that uh, is amazing. It's that Abraham Lincoln faked his own death so he could put together a crew of steampunk soldiers a fact from, a fact him faking his death is a fact that they gloss over with like yeah, a single line of dialogue and it's my goddamn favorite thing about the entire it's amazing game. it's like so amazing but uh, uh so he gets a bunch of like literary characters and these go from recognizable uh to like uh all the wizard of oz characters are in there like all four of the main band of wizard of oz characters are in there uh but also like Califia, who is a, a a a sort of warrior queen that I had to look up because I've never heard of her. But uh, 
dude so, from the uh, Lovecraft novels is in there too. I forget yeah. his name, but yeah. one of the, Henry, the professors. Right? No, no, that's Henry. the lead lead guy. Um, but yeah, there's uh, the so literary heroes assembled to battle the these aliens that are invading Earth, and it, this plays out over these grid based maps. Uh, typically, you are just trying to get from A to B. Uh, but sometimes you have to clear out all the enemies or rescue hostages or something like that. But basically, it's like turn-based. You have uh, a resource called Steam. That I mean, is Steam that you can use to fire weapons, uh, stronger weapons, take more Steam, or to move. Uh, and after you've used your allotted Steam, your turn for that character ends. So it's pretty much about um, balancing, you know. Uh, your use of steam and, and using tactics to uh, uh, defeat your foes. That's kind of the, the broad pitch. Um, you, you mentioned the action injection, and I think a lot of that is found in the fact that you are actually aiming and yeah. firing your weapons. You are not just sort of arbitrarily picking a target and then making a decision based on some percentile accuracy. Yeah, one uh, of the a cool, like, one of the, no, I shouldn't say cool. Uh, that's sarcastic, and that's not what I'm about. One of the unfortunate missteps of, uh, of Codename Steam in the way it implements action elements is you can aim, and enemies have, like, these specific spots on them. Most all enemies have a specific like critical point that if you aim at it and hit it, you get uh, extra damage. And to the point where like a lot of times it doesn't even make sense to attack the enemy if you're not going to hit the spot. Yep. It's that big of a difference. There's a weapon you get very, very early on that uses very little steam. Not not a lot of steam at all that uh, if you can hit one of those weak points with this specific weapon, it does like an insane amount of damage. It is, it is by far, uh, for as long as I played by far the most effective way to get damage on an enemy. So like if you're not hitting that weak point, there's no there's just no point. It would just be that character would always be my lead striker. The uh, frustrating thing about this and it's hard to articulate if you haven't played, but the enemies are animated. So this spot moves, you know, and a lot of times it's 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 hoving in and out of your aiming reticle and aiming isn't immediate. So uh, firing is an immediate. So if you are targeting this spot and it's the enemy is like hoving the weak point in and out of your reticle, you basically just have to like time it, your fire, and it's guesswork, hoping that they have animated back into your reticle uh, before before you you fire on them. I, and that's I, like it's I can't, really frustrating. I can't stress enough how uh, this this sounds like Justin's just bad at the game. This is not a skill based thing like at all like you can get right up next to an enemy put your reticle right over it and then they will just sort of bounce out uh, if you don't like time it uh just perfectly and it's really hard to tell because all the firing animations are different like too so right exactly and and the weapons also have some variable accuracy regardless of the fact that you have to manually aim them there is some spread on those weapons and and like sometimes you will plan your turnout to the point where every shot needs to count in order for you to kill the enemies right next to you because if you don't it's going to be their turn next and then you're just screwed yeah and it's so annoying when when you get right up next to an enemy and you put the reticle right over the weak point and then either because they moved out of the way or because of some arbitrary like wavering of accuracy you don't hit that spot and it's like well that's your turn and that to me that idea is codename steam in a nutshell of just like decisions that don't make a lick of sense. Like, like the 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 aiming is uh, really annoying when you are going up against a specific type of enemy that can snipe you from a uh, hundred miles away, 
that flies up in the air is really hard to shoot even when you get right underneath it it still like flies around is really really hard to get your reticle on and get a shot off on it uh and if it hits you while it's sniping you are stunned and you lose the rest of your turn it's it's like it's the most frustrating thing ever and there's no way to like plan around it because the only way to take them out is to get right 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 next to them Right. And and you can't do that if they Overwatch you. Can that's, you talk about Overwatch a little uh, bit? Because yeah, I feel Overwatch like is, is another is another uh, element where uh, each year each of the weapons have a certain amount of steam that they used to fire. If you leave some steam in your tank at the end of your turn, you'll enter Overwatch mode. And what that means is that if an enemy hoves into your field of view while it's their turn, and you have Overwatch enabled, that you'll take a shot at that enemy. Um, so you can save some steam by not moving all the way to an enemy and play a little more defensively by not moving all the way to an enemy and just waiting for them to come to you and blast them with Overwatch. Overwatch is pretty effective when you're, when you're the one using it. When the enemy is using it, however, uh, it becomes really infuriating because not only will they uh, they'll hit you with Overwatch because you don't know where they are or what their, their line of sight is, uh, so that stinks. But unless, then, you, unless you, like, pixel by pixel peek your way around every corner in the game. Try, even Trying to do that, like trying to get a shot off on an enemy that is looking right at you because you know that reinforcements are just about to come and you need to push forward. And just going pixel by pixel, like moving forward millimeter by millimeter, trying to get it so that you can get them in your reticle and then you go one millimeter too far and get shot and possibly stunned and lose the rest of your turn. Another irritating thing is that if you uh, move at all after an enemy does an Overwatch attack and they have more steam stored up enough for a second one, they'll go ahead and hit you. If you stay still, they won't. That doesn't even make in-game sense. Right. Like, And there's no way to know if they have more steam saved up. So say you turn a corner, you get overwatched, and you get shot because you weren't careful enough, and you think, like, well, I've still got a lot of steam on this character. I guess I'll try and shoot them. And you shoot them. Surprise, they had more overwatch saved up. They shoot you again. Or you try and move forward. They shoot you again. Like, it's it's it is... This game does a lot to restrict the flow of information to the player, and that's fine. Like, that's an important concept for strategy games. Things like Fog of War handle that that uh, idea very well. Uh, Codename Seam, like, not only handles all of that stuff very poorly, it does way too much. Like, you never know... You, 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 it's really hard to know where enemies are, where you're supposed to be going, aside from, like, a single panning, establishing shot of the map when the match starts like it, it there are so yeah, many no. elements of this game that just like don't give you any information to go on which makes it really really hard to plan a, a long-term strategy there's no ever there's a there's no overhead view so you can take in the whole battlefield and enemies are constantly spawning in at random points and random times so actually approaching a situation tactically is really hard because you have you don't have the requisite information so you have these three factors you have a goal that is not based around killing your enemies. It's a goal about rushing from A to B a lot of the time. You have enemies that spawn in at random times, and you have no amount of tactical tactical awareness about what's going on in the battlefield. With those three, it stops very quickly being a tactical game and more just like a brute force your way to the end and the, kind the, of thing. Those three are completely, they completely oppose each other. Like, the idea of enemies being able to overwatch, so don't just run forward, that's fine. Yeah, that that idea, okay, like I'm into it. I'm I'm I actually like the overwatch idea for the players 
Like to me, he's setting up like SWAT team entry tactics into a room by, uh, you know, using one round just to overwatch enemies and draw them in and take them out before I move forward. I'm into that. I genuinely am. I think that's a cool idea. But enemies can do that too. So, okay, I guess I need to be careful, except like huge, huge, huge waves of enemies will start spawning in if you take too long in the level. So like if you don't, if you don't move forward, if you don't press on, then you're going to get killed by the enemies behind you. It, it's it is it's inscrutable, and it seems intentionally irritating. Yeah, um, sorry. I know I'm not asking a lot of questions because I, right. I I'm I'm ready for more though. If you got some, um, I, I I guess my question is like, what do you what do you think they were trying to go for with with Codename Scene? Like, do you think it was because it was made by Intelligent Systems, and they have made two of my favorite strategy franchises of all times of uh, like ever. I don't understand how they could make something. So, like, completely half-baked. To me, it feels like there is a lot of stuff in Codename Steam that's objectively bad. There's a lot of stuff that has very mixed messaging. which And that would be, if I was to guess and speculate, this is always risky if you're a game reviewer, because I have no idea what happened in their, in their development process. But if I were to guess, it seems like a mismatch of several disparate ideas, uh, all of which could have been cool if implemented in the same structure, but you have a lot of things that are like contradictory. They just don't make sense put together. And if I had to guess, I'd say it's a team trying to do something different that still has a lot of like established rules for how it approaches strategy and, and did not maybe free itself enough from those to be able to make something that's, that really embraces this newer uh, design, this more action centric design, because it, it is, it is, there's there's not a lot that's like terrible. There's one terrible thing. We have I can't believe we've gone for almost 15 minutes now, and we haven't talked about the thing that every game reviewer has knocked this game for. Like we, that I, I feel like I feel like we're the lowest score. Your 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 review is the harshest review that's out there right now. That's fair, probably. Yeah. Um, and we haven't even talked about like the big thing that every critic hated. Yeah, it's uh, after you take your turn. There's an enemy phase, um, and you watch the enemy attack you uh so that that happens and that's good relevant information you need to know that uh you watch the enemy move that is uh i guess important although there's not like you can do about it like it, it it would be just as helpful to know where they end up rather than like actually watching them move and then there are other enemies on the map that you don't know where they are and they still move during the enemy phase. And when this happens, your the camera just pans to like a wall or something, and um and and you wait while the enemy moves. Uh, and this takes uh, an insane amount of time. Like it's it it's maddening, especially if you don't know where a lot of the enemies are. Like if you're just starting a mission. When you start a map, that first enemy turn, I, I found myself like pressing forward and killing stuff not because i was running away from reinforcements that were inevitably going to spawn behind me but just because it could every enemy i kill is one less enemy that has to take a turn and then when those reinforcements spawn in it's like oh rad six more enemies for the load time awesome awesome i'm I'm not exaggerating we had one question that i saw come through the email about specifically how long these load times are uh uh and to put a number to it. I would say they average at about 45 seconds to a minute. And at their longest, 
I I had some that that lasted for uh, sixty like ninety seconds that that lasted um, ninety seconds. And this is half the game. Like it's not like yeah, right. something it's, you deal with once in a battle. It's every time you're done movie. I had enemy turns that lasted longer than my turn. And I'm my, not a computer yeah. built to play Codename Steam. Why aren't you better at this? Yeah. You can't fast forward. You can't skip it. You just there, Apparently there. if you hold the select button, it, it fastens. It makes it faster it, uh, by it, about three seconds. Yeah. Like in, yeah. Not in any way discernibly faster. I mean, like I, I played it and saw no difference. Like uh, there, there. It, it's really baffling, especially in a portable game where like that's the thing you're doing to distract yourself from the boring thing that you're doing in your real life. And now this <laughs> other more boring thing is happening on your 3DS. It's 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 totally puzzling. So I, here's a question I want to ask you. If everything else in Codename Steam had been rad, if, if it had if it like lived up to the uh, bar of quality that I have in my mind set for intelligent systems, if, if it had been that good. Do you, do you think that like it still would have been a tolerable game? You know, if, actually, if it, it would have made it times. would have made a surprisingly big impact, and I'll tell you why. Uh, because of what we're talking about, where you have the lack of tactical information to be able to make tactical decisions, uh, and because the battlefield is ever changing, the only real way to uh, to progress is to try something, to do it. And see how it goes, and maybe you fall on your face. Maybe you have you don't get any information about what the mission is before you go in, and you choose uh, your team, all of which have different perks, abilities, health. I mean, I mean, you do get steam. you do get information in the terms in in like here's how many maps are going to be in this mission. And typically, yeah. if it's if it's a weird mission like rescue these hostages, it will give you something like that. But it doesn't tell you it doesn't give you any like battlefield intel. Like, oh, this map's going to have a lot of gaps in it, so make sure that you get the lion because he can yeah. jump over those gaps, and you're going to need him to that do that. That kind of stuff would be would be really helpful. You don't have it. There is so, a well. There is also a recommended team button that will yeah, equip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you right can you can equip you. a recommended team if you're used to like using. But if if that comes into play. Um, Anyway, a lot of times it's more about tactics, how you're approaching the map versus who you have. And if there weren't the bizarre long enemy phases, it would be a lot more appealing, I think, to just go for it and see how it goes. And maybe you fall on your face, but then you just try again. And it's fun. You're playing the whole time. The way it's designed right now, what would happen more commonly is I would get to, uh, you know, about halfway through the map and like I would be so paranoid about having to start over or so paranoid about getting my team killed that I would start playing incredibly conservatively, just in the most boring way humanly possible. And I think that that, if I didn't have, if it wasn't so boring and so poorly paced, I think I would have a lot more appetite for experimentation. Yeah. Yeah, God, I cannot stress to you, if you have not played this game, how annoying it is to get stunned. It's a There's a little bug that flies around the yeah, map. Yeah, that's what I was talking about, the, the stunner sniper. Yeah, it can instantly stun you. It's almost impossible to shoot because it's minuscule and very high up. You also, uh, with that enemy, like every other enemy of the game, you don't have any way of knowing like how far they're going to move unless you memorize like their grid movement. So in a game like, uh, to use another intelligent systems game, a, a game like Fire Emblem, you hover your cursor over an enemy, you know exactly how far they can move and how far they can attack. And that's a lot of information to give somebody in a strategy game, but it works because then you know like kind of how to plan your, plan your actions around that. Without that information, it's just like total guesswork. It's rough. We got any questions from listeners, Griff? Uh, we do. Um, 
Brian B. on Twitter asks, I really enjoy the depth of Advanced Wars and Fire Emblem. Will Codename Steam be too much of a beginner's strategy game for me? Uh, I would say no. I mean, it's not, there is not, it's not hard to understand. Um, it, it really, like, it's not like very, super deep, but I mean, there is a lot of different approaches you could take to any given situation. It's just, you rarely have the information you need to be able to make those decisions. But I, it is also in a lot of times extremely difficult in, I would say a lot of unfair ways, but, uh, it, 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 it can spike on you really bad. Yeah, I, I I don't know. I I never died a lot. Like I didn't fail out of missions. I I don't think ever when I played the game. Uh, and yet I was almost constantly instilled with this feeling that I was doing everything wrong. Because because like I don't know. I would get I would start getting waves of reinforcements spawning behind me like a lot and thinking like, well, Jesus, am I taking too long to go? forward i guess i should push forward and then i'd push forward and then tom sawyer would get shot to death and i'd go well shit like how am i supposed to be doing this like i don't think it was hard for me to gauge the difficulty of the game um like i didn't i didn't lose ever so i guess it wasn't too difficult but i i don't know um there part of the reason that you didn't die a lot griffin is because you didn't get to a lot of the gunners later on in the game second half or so um there are these huge gunner uh, monsters that hide out in the corner of a map, and they send spotters out. Oh yeah, yeah. I did. I did get eyeballs. to those, and that's oh. the worst. So there are these little floating eyeballs, and if they, if you're within range of them, they target you, and tell this gunner where you are, and then they blast you with like an insane amount of damage, like usually enough to kill you. Uh, when you shoot these eyeballs, they don't. They die, and then they instantly reappear. Right, like and they can one... often re they reappear at varying distances. Yeah, so. so Sometimes you can shoot one enough that it no longer sees you because it'll reappear slightly further away enough that it doesn't know where you are. And sometimes you use your shots and it, it still can see you and you've wasted your entire turn. It's And also you're maddening. out of steam. You can't move. Yeah. It's going to see you. You're going to die. It's, yeah. Yeah. Um, Kevin Connor on Twitter asked, what could have made this game worth playing or is it a completely unsalvageable wreck? I think I think um, if they were to somehow get rid of the enemy phase thing uh, and provide some sort of way of getting an overall sense of the battlefield, because like a lot of times it wasn't even that I didn't know where the enemies were; it's that I didn't know where I was going. Like right. I didn't know where I was trying to get to. And considering it's turn based and uh, the enemies spawn in constantly, it can get really infuriating to just be wandering around the map as more and more people come in just because you don't know where that which direction you're supposed right. to go and i i think there are some cool ideas like in the the rare moments where i was able to execute like a a strategy of you know putting down overwatch where i needed to and keeping my team close enough that i could get them with like an area of effect healing thing and like using somebody special to take out a whole bunch of enemies like when i when i was able to pull off that sweet a-team-esque shit i i i i enjoyed it like i thought there was some some genuinely cool ideas about how a strategy game could function but without that like additional layer of information your strategy in codename steam invariably lives and dies in the span of a single turn like you, your turn is over, and then when the next turn starts, you're doing something else. Like, it, because you don't know where you're going, or like, 
I don't know. It's it's just it's not especially satisfying to not have a long term strategy in a strategy game. Um. Uh, which I guess we just actually talked about another question that somebody asked. Um, Rob Lassard on Twitter asks, "What is your favorite choice? What is your choice of activity while waiting for enemy turns?" I like playing the harmonica while I wait. Uh, I would actually play something else <laughs> or do work. A lot of times I would look away from the computer, the uh, DS, and do some work, and then get back to it when they were ready for me. Because there's nothing you can do and a lot of times it's really demoralizing because you just watch an enemy that you didn't know was there like destroy you and like i just would rather not i'll just check back in when i see when i'm done and see who's dead and who's alive i that that would be fine i'll do that um it does it does uh, one of the other interesting things by the way that you mentioned is that it has uh you can only save at predetermined points it costs money to save no, and, no, no, no. It, 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 well, no, no, no. Okay, let me, let me clarify. It's free to save. You can also save and refill your character's health or refill your entire team's health and bring everybody back to life. It's extremely and, and expensive. And refill their steam. So you yeah, get to a save point steam. and you get another turn. It Well, if you pay this money, which is a huge chunk of money, which you need for upgrades and stuff. But the you can do that. It's a really interesting idea. Like I wouldn't say it was particularly like fun, but it's a really interesting idea that like you have to get to this point to save and also like re reinvigorate your entire team. There's only one in the boss battle that I got to where I stopped, uh, and I think I used it at the wrong time. It's it's kind of hard to judge when the right moment is uh, to use it, but it's an interesting idea. Um, also, another interesting thing is that those save points are technically cover because they're taller than your character. I had a really great thing where I was up against one of those uh, up against one of those gunners that you mentioned, and I saved. And when you finish saving, the save point lowers into the ground. And I did that at the end of my turn. And when the save point went down, I was in the line of sight of the gunner, <laughs> which cool. is really funny. Uh, one more thing I actually wanted to ask you about was the fact that you did not finish the game. Do you think oh, you miss out on? Well, do you think you miss out on anything by not by not completing it? Because typically, when we when we do reviews, we try to finish the game in question. Although I do not begrudge you for not doing it this time, because I had a miserable time playing Codename Steam. It's really hard, and I'll tell you why. There is a... Okay, so there's a lot of things that go into this idea. One is, I feel like, personally, ideally, I would finish every game before I review it, because I think that that's the ideal scenario, is that I know everything that happens in the game before I give it a a review. So, uh, uh, ideally, I would love to do that. In this specific scenario, there were two factors. Uh, one factor was that I had spent 26 hours uh, playing it, and I was almost at the end, and I felt like after 26 hours, I had a really clear idea of like what the game was and what I felt about it. So I felt really comfortable uh, sort of passing judgment on it based on the time that I played because I... I, I believe I, I saw pretty much everything there was. The other thing is sort of uh, like harder to clarify because I think it gets into more um, personal personal choice or personal taste. Uh, I was so... I knew that I had to finish this game. Uh, and I wasn't on a huge time crunch or anything. I mean, I, I, I could have given it the weekend to play more and then write the review. But... 
I, I knew that I had to finish it, and I spent like three to four hours on this this fight that I finally gave up on. And what I found was it was so infuriating and I was so miserable that like it was actually coloring my view of the rest of the game. Like I would have had a really hard time divorcing how I felt at the end of that boss fight versus like how I felt about the rest of the game. I guess in, in other words, I think it would have been I would have been so angry if I put the additional time into like finishing it that I think I would have it would have been hard for me to to write objectively about the game as a whole. Um and that's not something everybody's going to agree with. Like that's completely fine. It was not a super easy decision to make. Uh but that's sort of where I was at. Like I think there's also something to be said about the fact that your review went up on Friday, which was the launch day of the game and considering that you you felt very very strongly about some of the some of your arguments about codename Steam, like it's kind of important to get that stuff out there before, you know. There is. I mean, I guess there's a certain element of like wanting to to let people know the story before uh, they buy something because that's like ostensibly why we're why we're doing this in the first place. Um, lots of people seem to enjoy it more than me. That's always kind of weird. Everybody, um, basically, except me. Yeah, apparently you hated it more than I did. <laughs> so maybe Nintendo lucked out there. But like, yeah, I just, I mean. Uh, there's a demo out, so try it. Um, absolute. Uh, that is the absolute best guidance that we could possibly give you. Because I would say though that this game is able to cut a pretty decent vertical slice. There are some missions that are a lot better than others. When it's, I, I tell you, when it when it's really good is or or not really good, but when it's palatable is when it has you in a really linear map and you have a plan of attack and everybody's working in concert and it's not splitting up your forces. It's not forcing you to wander around a huge map. It's putting you down a pipeline and forcing you to think tactically about each individual situation. You know, everything that's happening, you have all the information because you're on a really narrow path. When those are in those moments, the game can actually work pretty well, but they're just too, they're too far, far between. They're too few and far between. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's code name steam. Um, Obviously, we hate Nintendo so much. I love that argument, um, is that we hate Nintendo when, like, I'm like a, I'm basically a Pokemon at this point. Legally. I'm legally a Pokemon. I am, I don't, don't tell my real wife, but I'm married to a Pokemon. Um, uh, I have Pokemon sister wives. It's a real shame because it's, it may be the best idea for a video game I've ever heard in my entire life. I know. That's, that's the other problem with, with Codename Steam, but oh well. Uh, so this is uh, Codename Steam. Thank you all for listening to Polygon's Quality Control. Justin, you want to talk us out? Because I don't actually know things like, I don't know, our Twitter account or whatever. Don't have one except for at Polygon. Go to Polygon.com. You can read more about video games. We've got a new daily news podcast called Minimap that you can go listen to and subscribe to that on uh, iTunes.com forward slash Minimap. We're iTunes.com forward slash Quality Control. If you want to uh, give us a rating or review, we'd sure appreciate it. And uh, that's going to do it for us this week. So... For Griffin McElroy, I'm Justin McElroy, and thank you for listening to Polygon's Quality Control. Mm-hmm.